and welcome to Dealcast, brought to you by Accuris. I'm Juliana Needham. Today we're talking about a major tech deal, chipmaker Qualcomm's bid for NXP semiconductors, and also about the carmaker Fiat Chrysler. I'm joined by deal reporter Samantha Tomaszczyk to talk about Qualcomm and NXP firstly. Now, this deal needs the big three when it comes to merger control approvals from the US, from China's Mofcom, and from the European Commission. How are those going? They still need two of the big three, actually. They need Mofcom and the European Commission. And what's interesting is we don't have a completely clear picture about when these investigations will come to an end. And the reason for that is the European Commission has paused its investigation, stopped the clock, for the second time with NXP Qualcomm. And is that how common is that for, for big deals? It's uh, fairly common in deals which obviously reach phase two. Um, but that's, that's a more in-depth investigation? That's a more in-depth investigation, correct, at the European Commission. But in this scenario, we saw the second stop the clock come one day after they restarted the clock. Which begs the question, why did they why did they restart it in the first place? Indeed, um, it does appear that perhaps they thought they had all the information they needed, but then when they actually looked, um, there were um, bits missing. Uh, and it sounds like there, there will be some kind of remedies that will be necessary to, to gain approval from the EC and potentially from Mofcom. Is that would that be right? I think in the European with the European Commission we could definitely see some remedies because there are examples of cases where there have been concerns such as they have in NXP Qualcomm. So for example, there are concerns around intellectual property. There's also concerns around a technology called near field communications. There could are, you, sorry, could you just explain what that is? Yes, it's a contactless technology. So for example, you'll find it in um, our contactless bank cards or, or even in our mobile phone. Um, and that's something which NXP specializes in. Um, and the concerns are, are centred around whether in, in acquiring NXP that technology could somehow be utilised in a way to exclude competitors in that market. And the concerns around intellectual property are mainly focusing on whether the pricing power that Qualcomm will have over that IP will be so large that it will be detrimental to its competitors. Um, so in this case, yes, there are precedents where such concerns have led to remedies. And they're also the companies are also having to contend with an activist campaign um, looking for a bump to the offer price. Can you yes. tell us a bit more about that? Yes, as we predicted very shortly after the deal was announced, the price did seem as though there was some room there for it to increase, especially if, as was expected, the semiconductor index um, would go up. Um, because, of course, you've got quite a long timeline with this deal. So. Back in October 2016, when the deal was announced, the share prices of, of many semiconductor companies were lower than they are now, um, as a general rule. So you've got Elliott in there with 6% as a start, and then you're also contending with rising semiconductor share prices. So it, it definitely looks like we could see a bump here. And there are still, well, there are a number of obstacles which you've outlined to overcome the activist uh, investor pressure and the regulatory approvals. What's next for the deal? So I think the priority is really to ensure that the European Commission restarts its clock because that timeline really is starting to drag and phase two, even without any delay or any stop the clocks, is 90 days. Um, so now you're looking at quite a, a lengthy timeline. 
And that's the focus. And of course, Mofcom as well, um, as we mentioned earlier, is still outstanding. And I know there, as well as with the European Commission, we have seen third parties complain to the authority. And only after those regulatory obstacles have been overcome, that would be the, the moment to look at whether um, a bump is required. Thanks, Sam. Also with us is Deal reporter Dean McRover to talk about Fiat Chrysler. Dean, tell us, why has the company been in the news recently and why is it seen as a potential target? Well, the biggest story this year for them has been the uh, emissions scandal, uh, just as Volkswagen has faced billions of euros in fines. Uh, it seems like the, uh, the same fate awaits uh, Fiat Chrysler. Uh, as well, the company has had uh, trouble controlling its net debt over the past uh, couple of years, uh, now stands at a little over 5 billion euros, or rather 5 billion US dollars, and uh, the company has also uh, had trouble sustaining growth, uh, especially in North America and Latin America. And just as uh, things seem to look a bit better at the start of this year, and it managed to double EMEA profits, the emission scandal struck. And uh, in the background, the CEO of the company, Sergio Marchione, has uh, spent the last two or three years uh, musing about the possibility of a uh, merger with another large automaker. So the story of the summer has been the approach to Fiat Chrysler by Great Wall Motors, a Chinese automaker. And uh, there's been a lot of speculation about whether Great Wall Motors is interested in just FCA's Jeep brand or else the entirety of uh, FCA. Uh, it could be interested just in the in the Jeep brand, which uh, would put Fiat in a tight uh, spot because uh, Jeep is the company's best-selling brand, and it uh, would have uh, very little else to offer a um, uh, a bidder who comes along for the the, the remnants. And uh, as we know, Marchione has wanted to do a deal with a large traditional uh, automaker uh, with well-known brands in FCA's established markets. So uh, just hiving off Jeep could make things difficult for, uh, for Fiat and its uh, future M&A plans. Uh, and how seriously is the company taking the approach by Great Wall? Well, uh, it does not seem at the moment like a deal is viable. Um, if it's just for Jeep, uh, this doesn't seem like uh, uh, it would serve FCA's long-term interests uh, for the reasons I just mentioned. Uh, but if it's for FCA as a whole, Marchione, um, from what we've heard, is not enthralled by this, uh, by this idea. Uh, he would want to do uh, either a deal with uh, a bigger automaker with better known brands, or else, if he does something less traditional, he would want to maybe do a deal with a tech firm and uh, expand the company's paradigm uh, in a way that doesn't involve a potentially highly levered deal out of China. And what about restructuring? Are there any parts of the business that obviously could be sold? Yes, absolutely. FCA has a few uh, few units that uh, have a lot of interest uh, from outside, a lot of bidders lining up, and uh, also don't make a whole lot of sense to keep on board. Uh, these units uh, are uh, components businesses that uh, were they part of Ford or GM would have been divested long ago. Ford and GM uh, did get rid of similar components businesses and uh, have not looked back. And uh, limited vertical synergies to be realized by keeping these on board. And uh, whether it's Magneti Morelli, uh, which uh, 
is already selling off components of itself, uh, such as its uh, plastics unit, which has sold the Prima Sol components recently, or um, whether it's, uh, it's an exhaust systems unit, which would be a fit for either Tenneco or Fericia, uh, from what we've heard from sector bankers, or Como, which is probably the most interesting part of uh, FCA's uh, components business. Uh, Como is its robotics unit, and uh, this would attract a lot of interest from Chinese bidders. Uh, KUKA would be very interested from what we've heard, uh, as would FANUC, and uh, we've also heard there could be Chinese private equity interest in um, in, uh, in Como. So that, that's probably the most enticing part for an outside bidder, the most lucrative part for FCA to sell off. Okay, great. Thanks very much, Dean, and thanks, Sam, and thank you for listening.